Hello, mighty people of the Most High and Magnificent God. This is Heather Miller, and I've come to bring you a word straight out of the Word of God to bless you today. And I have some wonderful news to report and some miracle stories and some exciting testimonies. And um, we're going to be talking today as a continuation. I'm going to be talking about waiting on your miracle that's why this is waiting on your miracle part two and i promised in the last podcast that i would tell the story of something that has impacted my life in a huge way and i'm going to try to start telling more of my actual personal stories and testimonies you know there's so much i want to share sometimes on these podcasts but i always try to condense them down to at least under 30 minutes it started at 20 it's gone to 30 and sometimes it goes to 40 (laughs) so just bear with me um i just want to say thank you for all of you that tune into this regularly you are a blessing to me and i hope and pray that i am a blessing to you also i want to start out with a prayer over you and i ask that god would touch you lord god i ask that you that you would touch every person today that has been led to this podcast supernaturally to be connected to be to be lifted up to be uh, to be encouraged lord god i ask that you would uh, touch every person that the enemy would not be able to uh, whisper in their ear seeds of doubt seeds of discouragement depression all of those are from hell and i rebuke those things in the name of jesus uh lord god I ask that you would touch their mind their body, their soul, every one of these precious ones that you love so deeply and dearly. And Lord, I ask that you would guard my mouth as I speak today. I ask that you would open my mouth according to your will and shut my mouth according to your will that I do not share uh, too much that you don't want me to share or I don't share too little. I want to share exactly what you want and say exactly what you want said to these beloved ones today. Thank you, Lord God. And uh, with that, I'd like to say that I'm very, very thankful. Uh, The Lord's been moving His Spirit. And um, I was led to start attending a revival over the weekend. Uh, This is my uh, my spiritual father. Um, I'd like to uh, give a good shout out to him today, Brother Mike Simons and his sweet wife, sister, Hazel Simons. And I just felt impressed uh, on my heart, and I needed to find uh, where they were having a revival um, because he's oftentimes out there doing different e- events and such. And uh, found them in Conroe. They couldn't outrun us. We tracked them down, and I brought some friends. I brought my friend out there, uh, my friend Renee and her two uh, children, uh, and my daughter, and we had a great time. And the children were touched. Uh, my daughter was touched very much. And Brother Simons called everybody up for prayer. And before he hardly even finished asking, Rosie was, <laughs> she, she was out of her seat. She was making sure she got there first. She, I think she pushed some people down as she was running down the aisle. I'm just joking, but she was on her way. And the Lord touched her in a huge way last night. Uh, her little friend Marilyn, my daughter, uh, my friend's daughter, uh, she was 12, and she wanted some of that too, and she got up there and got prayed over, and the Lord God touched her in a mighty way, and, and it was just beautiful tears, the whole shebang. 
Um, my friend Renee has had a foot injury for over a year. She is a single mom, um, sole income of her household, and a barber. So she stands on her feet all day. So you could only imagine the struggle that she has had with that. And she went in faith, just believing. She didn't even ask Brother Simons to pray over that injury. Yet after she was uh, sat down beside me, she came back, sat down, she started crying. She said, I am, my foot doesn't hurt anymore. I am healed. I just got healed. And she kept saying that all the way home. She was so excited. Uh, she texted me this morning and she said, I'm getting it at the gym. <laughs> she hadn't been able to go for a while. And she's so ecstatic to have that healing. And I'm just, I'm over the moon with her. But God is moving. And I want to tell you, miracles are real. I've seen too many to turn back to any other way of thinking. I want to tell you, I've met a lot of people. Um, some of them are well-meaning. Some of them are well-meaning. Some of them are not. I'll be f quite frank with you. And I, I don't feel that they're well-meaning. But I've met uh, quite a few people uh, that are well-meaning believers that still to this day do not believe that God does miracles. They have been fully convinced by the wicked one who planted seeds of evil doubt in the church body that miracles died with the apostles way back in the day and and as you know and i know and some of you may have not figured that out yet you're still trying to contemplate to you're tr trying to figure out what you believe i'm here to tell you today that miracles are real i've seen them happen in my own household um uh, I have seen my, my husband back when I was in my uh, late 20s. He um, got diagnosed with kidney failure and he had all kinds of other health problems and he went temporarily blind. I say temporarily because the Lord healed him. They never told us that he would ever be healed. Okay, he went blind and he was blind for several weeks and we... We, he was healed in my living room, started jumping up and down, screaming, saying, I'm healed, I'm healed, I can see. Um, I've seen, uh, I have seen a woman right here in my living room got healed of it. Uh, she had atrophy in her shoulder. I've said this before. She couldn't lift her elbow above her shoulder. Uh, we didn't even pray for that. We are praying for her back and other things she needed. And she put her hands up in the air above her head, said, oh, I'm healed, I'm healed. And my arm, look at my arm. And I, I, I remember looking at her and I was just kind of puzzled. I said, what was wrong with your arm? <laughs> Tried to ask her. And that's when she told us for 10 years. And her family witnessed it. Everybody that knew her knew she couldn't lift her elbow above her shoulder. Uh, but she was healed. Um, I could just go on and on. I've seen, seen, seen instant healings. Um, I've seen sores disappear uh out of a person's mouth that i prayed for um now that's a whole other level now it's one thing for somebody to say hey pray for me i have this internal thing that's wrong with me that you can't see but pray that i'm healed right and then they get healed and you believe them because of their body movements and the way they're moving around such and so forth you can see they're healed but when you actually see the injury you see it you see the sore you see the bruise i had a bruise one time on a lady that disappeared um 
and you see it disappear right before your very eyes. And there's no going back, my friends, my loved ones. There's no going back to a place of doubt after that. You only believe God. It is important that you believe God can, that he wants to, and that he will. And don't look to the left or the right. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Feel God on that today. So, uh, anyways, I wanted to share that. Uh, this revival is, I, I don't know how long they've been doing it over there, but I think that maybe, I don't know, a few weeks or a month, but it is in Conroe, Texas, and I would like to share that information with you should you want to come. It will be in the description of this podcast at the bottom, the address, the name of the church, and the time will be there for you should you ever want to come. And it's... uh. You may want to, I have people that listen from all over the United States. You may fly in from uh, Georgia. You may fly in over here from California. You may, you may drive down from Oklahoma. I don't know, but, but God can, can do anything. There's nothing that God can't do. So if you feel so led, I would love to see you and be able to meet you in person. Um, back to the miracle stories. I wanted to tell one more story that came to my mind while I was talking to uh, you about the lady that got healed of the atrophy in her shoulder. Um, there was a lady, uh, a friend of mine, I haven't heard from her in a long time because she kind of went off in the world to do her own thing, but um, she still runs in the circles and connections that I'm connected to, so I'll see her around eventually. But. Um, uh, she, I went to a women's ministry with her regularly once a month, and um, my friend who runs that ministry called me up to, um, to minister for a few minutes, and as I began to speak, uh, this friend of mine, uh, her name was Cindy, uh, she said, while you were speaking, I felt that <clears throat> the Lord wanted me to come up and have you pray over this bruise on my thigh. And it was all women in there, you know. So she went ahead and, and, and lifted her skirt. And what was interesting is she always wore pants. That's what was funny about this. She always wore pants. She always wore these little short capri pants that go right below the knee. So it was, she just happened to be wearing a skirt today. And she lifted it and right there about, I don't know, maybe about eight inches above her knee on her thigh outer right thigh there was a bruise it was about the size of an orange and she said I've had this bruise for eight months and it will not go away I said you know the power of God was on me that day um, and I had just recently had come off of a 40-day fast which I would have never made through made it through that unless it had been God I come off that 40-day fast and I just don't even know how to explain what I was feeling that day and she wanted me to pray and I said okay and as I began to minister to her I began to tell her what the Lord was telling me about it and all of that I began to minister and I I, I told her okay let's pray and I, I pointed at that bruise and I, I did what I did in the name of Jesus and I call it getting all Pentecostal on it and then I said, uh, I pointed back at it, and I said, now lift that skirt up and let's see it. Now, friends, I just want to stop there for a minute. What kind of crazy lunatic does that? 
I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't me. It wasn't because I have this big old faith. I'm just this superwoman. I am not. I will tell you, trust me, I have my own doubts I struggle with. <laughs> and some of them are things that y'all would be like, Heather, you ought to know God's going to do it. You know, and I would be, I sometimes I get caught up too. But when the Holy Spirit gets on a thing, when he gets on you, he wants to use you in a, in a position like that. It's just the power of God. So I pointed at her and I said, now lift that skirt up and let's see it. And she lifted it up and we had all seen the bruise and it was gone. Like it had never been there. It was gone altogether. I'm going to tell you something. My eyes have seen and my ears have heard. And I cannot go back to anything other than, fat, than fast forward to faith. It is the only place that I can walk at this time in my life. You know, because one thing about knowledge, when you come into the knowledge and the power of how great God is, you can't unknow that. You can never, nobody can ever convince you that he's not powerful. Amen. So, hallelujah. Anyways, I wanted to share also, um, I wanted to share and continue the story of my daughter Rosie and how that all came about in my life. And I'm very, very blessed. Um, and then I wanted to read out of Numbers 14. So, I'm going to try to get through this as quickly as I can because I know you guys have other things to do but uh, I pray that this blesses your life my daughter Rosie I have two other children and I have a bonus child which is an adopted daughter so I say I always tell people people ask me how many kids you have I say I have four children I have three natural and one supernatural <laughs> And she knows who that is out there. She's going to be listening to her mama's podcast as soon as I send it to her. A shout out to my sweet daughter, Brooke. Um, but I have two older sons, 24, 21. And then my daughter, Brooke, is 22. And then I have my little girl, Rosie. And um, the young woman, my husband and I, uh, we went through some hard times. And he got diagnosed with kidney disease, and, and uh, we had to go through a transplant process, and it was a lot. It tried our faith. And um, uh, after uh, he got his transplant, um, I, I started, I had been telling him right before he got his transplant, we're going to have a little girl. We're going to have a little girl. And I just say it. It's just randomly. And sometimes my little girl in the future at that point would come into my mind and I would tell him, I said, you know, we are, we're going to have another one. And he would get really nervous. He'd be like, oh, I don't know about having a little girl, huh? A little girl, that's scary. <laughs> For a daddy that has two boys, he was like, oh, a little girl. And of course, he just, I mean, she had him wrapped around her little finger from the day she was born. But when I was 17, I was walking through little bitty Walmart in Lampasas, Texas, a little little cow town, Lampasas, Texas, and we just had one of those little bitty Walmarts out there, you know, Walmart Supercenter wasn't around. Back then it was, um, there was, uh, the first Supercenter, I think, was in uh, Arlington, and it, that was the big one, but uh, we had those little bitty Walmarts, and I remember I was walking through Walmart, and I was 17, and for some weird and random reason, I'm looking at this little dress that was on the sale rack, and it was for $3. It was for like a little baby, little bitty baby, and 
I thought that was so cute. And um, I just had to have it. And I bought it. And I always said, well, one day my little girl's going to wear this dress. And I, I kept that dress for many years. And um, I kept it all through college. I kept it when I was married. And when I would clean out the closets in the spare bedroom, I'd clean the closets out probably once a year. And I'd see it in there, and I'd always look at it, and I'd think, should I keep this, you know? And I would think, well, I've kept it all these years. I might as well just keep on keeping it. I mean, just put it back in there. And I, so I ended up keeping it and keeping it until I was in my, uh, I would think I was 30. And I conceived, and I had my daughter after my husband got a transplant. We got pregnant. And here is my daughter coming along the way.